Coming up on this episode, it is the Great Cookie Taste Off. For Sean Temper, we've got a couple great guests and a lot of sweet treats, so stick around. We're going to go through them right now. This is Up for Debate, episode number 188, recorded September 17th, 2020. Sean Tember presents The Cookie Crumble. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate. I am Sean Jennings. It is my month, and I am joined, as always, uh, by the original cookie monster. It's Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Hello. <laughs> I'm, I'm very nervous and, and excited about today being cookie day. Yes, you 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 were you were taken aback, I'm sure, yesterday when your cookies were delivered to your door. Yeah, so I was um, I I approached the door and I guess I was expecting I I knew I was expecting the package from you that day, but I didn't know that it was coming in grocery bags. I thought it was going to come in like a big box, whatever it was going to be. Um, so I found these grocery bags at my door, and I was like. Oh, like Instacart must have made a mistake and they must have given me like my neighbor's groceries by like accident. So I like I don't know how I'm going to hunt down whose whose groceries these are. And then I then I noticed they were all cookies and I was like <laughs> I don't know if I mean there I'm sure there are people out there that would just exclusively order Instacart bags full of cookies. Th- they probably exist, but um then I, then I had a hunch like maybe this was a this was a um, a podcast surprise. So it sure was. And talking about surprises, Matt, this is a topic so big, you and I could not do it alone. So we had to bring in two guys I would consider cookie connoisseurs. You know them from the Don't Panic podcast, uh, and as just great friends, it's Colby Rabadu and Dan Miller. Welcome back. Hi. Hey, Thanks, this is actually Sean. my first time. Well, you've been on the movie league. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. But this is your first time on a non-Movie League episode, which is such a treat. We've been dying to have... Colby, we frankly have seen too much of. But Dan, we've been dying to have you on the show. Yeah, I keep waiting for my invite to uh, Star Wars Month, but Star Wars Month hasn't happened yet. We, we still... We, we keep talking. We still have not done our uh, Rise of Skywalker episode, which I think would just be a blast. Uh, <laughs> just fun. <laughs> just fun. Uh, yeah, that was a movie. As long as we could eat cookies while we do it or, you know, drink or something like that. There's plenty something of, to take our mind off of the movie itself. There's plenty of Star Wars themed food products out there. I don't think <laughs> we'll have any shortage. Uh, which, which month would be the Star Wars month? I think Come it's on, May. Probably yeah. May, right? Like May 4th. Uh, I oh, guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, May is Star Wars month, according to StarWarsReport.com. <laughs> Uh, get more official than that. <laughs> well, May May fourteenth is George Lucas's birthday, according to Star Wars Report. Oh, is that where that came from? Oh my God! It wasn't just the pun. Star Wars month. We're so off topic already, and we're like two minutes in. But apparently, uh, StarWarsReport.com came up with a list. Not only is May Star Wars month, but each day in May has a meaning. So, like May fifth is Han Solo Day. What's May sixth? May 6th is Star Wars Art Appreciation Day. Sick of the Woo! May 13th is Fet Day. 
Uh, May 16th is prequel appreciation day. My, they only get one day, three movies one day. That's not a good sign. My, my birthday, May 19th, is Chewbacca Day. Wow. Um, there's a Grand Moff Day, a Dooku Day. Yeah, if your trilogy gets the same billing as Grand Moff Day, that's not a good sign. Well, the reason it's May 26th is because actor Peter Cushing was born on May 26th. There you go. It all ties together. This is like some QAnon shit right here. It all has meaning. Matt, we may have to do this next May. Uh, I, I don't know if I could do a podcast every single day, Sean, but... That's all I've ever wanted. <laughs> Can we... Actually, could you pick the most obscure days and and choose those for each week that you do the podcast? Like, I think I think a whole ep- episode on Grand Moff Day would be super interesting. Maybe once our Patreon takes off, then we could do an episode every day. Oh, if they're going to pay of- us. Cha-ching, cha-ching. Of the earnings of that. I'll do anything for that money. <laughs> uh, guys, so uh, tonight, the cookie crumble. Uh, Colby gets credit for the title, uh, also known as Let's the Jungle. Get ready to crumble. <laughs> You're crumbleable. Oh, um, it's also uh, the great cookie taste off. Uh, I have sent to each of you a variety of six cookies. Uh, now, before anyone complains, uh, it's surprisingly difficult to order cookies online and get them delivered to people. So I will fully admit this is not a representative sample of the most popular or beloved cookies in America, but it is a variety. Um, (laughs) I would say that it's actually a pretty representative sample of the mass manufactured cookies available in any grocery store throughout America. Well, and it's, it's not all chocolate. It's not all cream. A lot of people like a black and white cookie, but you can't order a black and white cookie and have it delivered in New Jersey massachusetts and new york city and have it be the same product yeah it's gonna be different no true this is pretty mainstream i don't think we're gonna break any sort of uh revolutionary ideas here but we're spending the next hour tasting some cookies talking about cookies um and just having a cookie party with our pals how wonderful is that um matt since uh since since you're the other half of the up for debate team what cookie would you like to start with um, let me just say, I, I, when you pitched Sean Tember, I was uh, absolutely terrified by the prospect. And this was all the way back in um, in March Madness. In Mar- March Madness. Uh, but this has been every week has been like another one, like one more pleasant surprise after the other. So do you, do you know, I did I, think I, the other I just, day I thought the other day, I'm like, man, imagine if I put this much effort into the show every week. <laughs> Maybe we'd actually be good. <laughs> like, I really did feel bad. I'm like, I've never tried this hard before. <laughs> I have the Patreon. All I'm saying, Patreon. Think about it. Um, I know the cookies I'm most excited for, but I don't. I don't know if I want to start with those. Okay. I think. I think we go with the classic. I think we go with the America's favorite cookie. I think we start with the Chips Ahoy. How chips about Ahoy. that? Oh, absolutely. The, the original real chocolate chip cookies, as they say on the package here. Um, All right. Which is good to know. So uh, I've got my package here. I've got my glass of milk. I know I saw some cocktails, some beer. I, I like go these, fill, like, I got to get my milk. Liminal messaging you got here. Share me. Oh, so look at that. good. What is with that? I think I, did it say buy bonds? Buy war bonds? That can't be right. <laughs> so I'm I'm rocking some uh, oat milk. Whoa. I've got oat milk here. Did you so. milk those oats yourself? Nope. 
I had the oat farmers do it for me. America's favorite oat farmers. Happy oats come from Happy Vermont. Oat, Where from do the they ground? come I don't, from? Yeah, I don't is, know. is there like the oat? You know, it wouldn't surprise me if like you know Wyoming is the oat state and just nobody told me. <laughs> Some foley work here. Right. Yeah. This yeah. is the ASMR segment of the uh, episode. <laughs> I apologize. It's going to be a hard episode to listen to. <laughs> Truly horrific. You know, these cookies are smaller than I remember them. I being. thought the same thing. Yeah, I think things have changed. But is it also one of those things where it's like because you're a kid and now we've like physically grown in size, they just seem smaller? I don't know. They do seem cheaper. I feel like they had bigger chocolate chips and stuff. I will say they smell great. The smell is like what I think a chocolate chip cookie smells like. You know, Chip Ahoy is like kind of like a Frankenstein's monster of cookies because it's like it's it's like basically a giant mega corporation being like, this is what chocolate chip cookies are. This is what we think of like how to make them. They're very good, though. Yeah, I haven't had these. In, I, I'm dipping mine in my milk right now. Oh yeah, they're so dry otherwise. That's the thing is they are. I I don't have that much saliva. Hmm. They're a little. They're pretty crumbly. Like they're they're kind of dry. But I they will say, I think that plays into its favor in the smaller cookie size because I feel like a big crumbly cookie is hard to eat, but these are like almost the right size for a crumbly cookie. Mm-hmm. Hmm. You like you guys like any other flavors of Chips Ahoy besides the like your traditional? I don't know if I've had any other flavors. I like the chewy ones. Those scare me. That is that is one of those food Frankenstein products that I just don't want to know how they keep them soft. Hmm. That's a true Frankenstein. Well, fun fact: what is the third ingredient in a Chips Ahoy? Cocaine? Uh, no, I no, I don't know. What is it? <laughs> Good old riboflavin. Oh, ribo. It goes like part of a balanced diet. Flour, something else, and then riboflavin. It's good for a growing young body. Uh, I like the ones with the um. They don't call them M and M's, but with the candy pieces in them. Oh yeah, those are good. Yes, the g- generic, colorful uh, candy treats. Yes. Yeah, Definitely but, not M&M's because they don't have the, the licensing agreement. Which that seems like a slam dunk no-brainer, but I guess they must have because it's Nabisco versus um, Mars. So. Mars. I wonder why Mars doesn't just put out their own cookie. Maybe it's too expensive. I mean, a, they'd have to ship it all the way to Earth. That's oh, boom. <laughs> That's our first zinger of the night. Um, yeah, guys, let, let, me, let me ask in general as we're kicking off this episode. I mean, what... What do you guys think of cookies overall? Is this kind of sort of a pro cookie audience? I mean, yeah, like who doesn't like cookies? That's insane. Also, like there's that's not even a valid question. I, I think it I is. disagree with the question. I think it well, okay, I'm not I okay, maybe it's uh, I'll take the 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 my bad on the question. <laughs> I'm just saying in your pantheon of sweet baked goods. Uh, where do, to cuz to me, I'm not I would not consider myself a big cookie guy. Like cookies, cookies are fine. I'll eat a cookie, but if you had like a bakery in front of me with a wide range of it, cookie is probably one of like the third or fourth thing I'd go for. Yeah, yeah, oh, agreed. Yeah. I I would never buy well, not never, but like I rarely buy a cookie at a bakery. But I think of the things that you make at home, cookies are pretty high up there. 
cookies are like the burgers of baked goods. It's like you go to a restaurant or a bakery and you get a cookie. It'll probably be good, but like, well, how much better will it be than the burger that you can make? Like low, like high floor, low ceiling kind of food, which is like, why would I pay my three fifty at the the Brooklyn Bakery for that? Yeah, a bakery bakery quality cookies are usually. Um, First of all, they're huge. Usually, they it's are. Like, oh, they here's do. like a hubcap size cookie. <laughs> That's very true. Great. Very true. Yeah, here here's an enormous cookie. Um, I I sometimes I feel like they just aren't. They're not as sweet or something like that. Maybe they're like they're like more crumbly. They're more like something you have with your coffee. I feel like I, I feel they, like much like a burger. The bigger you make a cookie, like making a cookie bigger does not make it better. Very true. Yes. Yeah, very true. You, you stretch the ingredients out too thin and uh, you end up you end up with like a like a powdery yeah. kind of just maybe dry cookie. It's like a wasteland. Well, now, yeah. if I could walk into a bakery and be guaranteed a freshly baked cookie, that might be worth my 350. Oh, baby. Yeah, I think of just about any bakery dessert. I think cookie is the one I would want warm or hot. Because like a, like a cupcake, it's like, no, I kind of want that at room temperature. Or even like a brownie, it's like, I'm fine with a brownie at room temperature. But a cookie is miles better warm or hot. Yeah, I'm thinking like a cannoli. You don't want like a hot cannoli. <laughs> just, a, just steam coming out of your cannoli. It's a hot the cannoli. Fresh hot cannolis. Steaming hot. <laughs> your hot cannolis <laughs> have you ever any of you ever tried like warming up a chips ahoy can you do it is it possible <laughs> is it, is it, no if you put it in the microwave it explodes uh no i, I have that's that. the riboflavin riboflavin <laughs> is actually an explosive chemical <laughs> yeah i haven't i haven't warmed up a, a chips ahoy i don't think um, i've ever warmed up a store-bought like mass-made cookie even i don't think i never thought of it you're an, a cookie innovator well, yeah, totally, I've crumbled the cookies there. up. Put them I, in don't, ice I don't have a microwave. I could put it in the toaster oven. Mm. That would be an interesting experiment. I'm af- I would be afraid it would get like just dehydrated. Like the like <laughs> it's already knowing so the way shy. they probably produce these things. It probably like the the microwave oven would just extract all the like water molecules just from dust. the and you would just end up with like a like a powder. <laughs> It just like blows away. You just add a couple drops of water, it turns back into a cookie. I, you know what? You know what I do think. I, and actually, I'm going to try this after the show. I bet if you put the cookies in a microwave, have you guys ever microwaved something with a glass of water in the microwave to keep whatever it is hydrated? Have you ever done that trick? No, no. I have done it with a wet paper towel. Same, same idea, right? I bet if you did that with a cookie, I bet you could keep it moist and hot, and it wouldn't. Does that really work? Is that I, in my experience, it had like reheating like chicken or something like that where it kind of will really dry out in a microwave if you put in some moisture in there you'd be surprised usually i add water to something if i'm afraid of it being dehydrated but the the, the cup of water that could be a game changer yeah, you kind of just want to steam it yeah um cool all right well do we want to try another another cookie here well what's our verdict on t- i guess matt what what is our sort of rating scale here I don't know. I, are we going for under, over, or appropriate, or are we going for? Do we want to try something? I think we should do. What do you guys do over at Dope Panic? What's how do you rate stuff? We have no opinions on things. We only read news articles <laughs> off the internet. Oh, we're objective, Matt. 
We're journalists. Okay, I guess that's the way to journalism. Do. Not on this podcast. <laughs> we have, we've got some hard hitting opinions, and, and yeah. we, never, we never apologize for, for them. And then we end up agreeing on everything. Uh, I think, I think we should rate them on a scale from somebody else. Jump in with an idea here. I'm stuck. <laughs> Well, we can do the classic Colby scale. Feels good, feels bad. Okay. I like that. It doesn't leave a lot of room for nuance, though. I was going <laughs> to say, my only issue with that is I, I don't think I feel... I don't really think I feel bad about cookies in general. Like, uh, if one of these boxes, if I opened it up and it turned out there were no cookies in it, or there were, like, crawl, spiders crawling around instead of cookies, then then it would probably feel bad, but... I feel good about all of these cookies. I feel good that I didn't even have to pay for any of these cookies. That's they just true. show up at my house. That that never happens. I'm going to start doing that randomly now. Just sending sure. you cookies. Uh, I welcome it. Matt, what do you think about if we used our uh, Rocky scale where we see how many rounds these cookies could go in a fight? Okay. <laughs> I feel like it might be inaccurate to do like 14 <laughs> rounds, though. That's a lot for a cookie. You don't I think, think the, the, cookie, the cookie might... Uh, might crumble, to borrow the pun from earlier. I why don't we do this? Let's let's rank them on a scale from zero to five glasses of milk for dunking. So how many glasses yeah. of milk do we score each cookie? Five uh, obviously being better than zero. Matt, where where okay. do you rank the chips ahoy? The chips ahoy, I think, are a very respectable three cups out of zero. Out of five, three cups out of five. I think that's uh that is pretty much where they're at um i think they're they're like it's a good place to start because it's right in the middle um they're 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 very adequate my issue with chips ahoy though is like can you eat a whole sleeve of them like yeah but you probably feel really sick afterwards i already i had one and i don't want another yeah I, i i never i can never binge chips ahoy it's it's not like a bingeable cookie one or two i think it has to do with the salt content you guys know, like, it tastes a little bit like there's there's some kind of maybe salt. Maybe that's your ribo, Dan. Maybe the ribo is what's keeping mm. you from uh, binge bingeable bingeability. Oh, it does have a lot of riboflavin in it. Hmm. And a lot of sodium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, huh. yeah. They're they're America's saltiest cookie, is what they <laughs> yeah, are. Yes, has it right here on the package. <laughs> oh. <laughs> America. Saltiest yeah. cookie. I have a theory. Maybe they're in league with the milk and um, oat milk industry to uh, try to sell more glasses of milk. Mm. Dairy America's dairy farmers. Mm. Maybe I don't know. Maybe we could explore that. Is there a, a Chips Ahoy that's stuffed with caramel, or did I make that up? You definitely made that up. <laughs> Can we write to Nabisco and pitch that idea? Would it, I think would it be, be like amazing. like an Oreo, but with caramel in the middle? And two, yeah, two well, chips it's just like them. it would be a Chips Ahoy cookie, but then like you pull you like you like pull it apart, and there's caramel in the middle. Well, I think that would be incredible. I, I think the sort of gimmick of Chips Ahoy, and correct me if I'm wrong, is the chips part, like chocolate chips. And so I think putting caramel in the middle sort of distracts from the mission. No, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, why not have both? I think that sounds like two really awesome things. Or you could replace the chocolate chips with like caramel bits now that's a good idea 
Okay. I back that up. Now we're on to something. We're going there. <laughs> All right. All right. Colby, what do you rate uh, Chips Ahoy? I'm also like a three on the glass of the milk scale. I think they are exactly middle of the road. Like, it's pretty good. It's definitely not bad, but like, you know, am I going to finish this entire package of Chips Ahoy cookies? Definitely not. <laughs> if I do, we can we can amend this. Yeah, report back and let us know how it goes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't uh, think so. What what about you, Dan? Uh Yeah. Two and a half, three stars out of five. It's fine. It's just okay. It's not offensive. It's not amazing. I'm not compelled to eat another one. Yeah, I'm gonna go three and a half. I think as far as a mass market cookie goes, there's nothing wrong with it. So I think it's just barely slightly above average, but it's a solid cookie. But I will never buy them. Um, okay, let's move on. Uh, Colby, why don't you pick our next cookie here from from our wide, vast selection? <laughs> want to do the Vienna fingers? Let's do the Vienna fingers. Now, while people are opening these up and pulling these out, I want to let the folks know at home that... Vienna Fingers was not my first choice. I wanted a Keebler cookie, but I could not get the EL fudges, which were the ones I really wanted. Um, and I couldn't get the uh, round ones with the with the ribbons of chocolate over it, uh, which I forget the names of right now. Uh, and so we had to settle for Vienna Fingers. Now, in general, I have had Vienna Fingers, and I think they're fine, but they weren't my first Keebler choice. I feel like I'm already talking smack on it, and we haven't even eaten them yet. So my package of Vienna fingers is already open and it's, it's not a, <laughs> the, uh, the delivery person didn't get at them. Uh, my wife got at them because of all of these options, shockingly enough, and I, I didn't know this, um, or else maybe it might've affected our, our relationship. I don't know. Her favorite cookie of all the cookies that Sean ordered us were the Vienna fingers. And I am I am just floored by that because they're nobody's favorite cookie. I think in, in most states that's legal grounds for divorce. <laughs> it just it was completely shocking to me. Like I um, I asked her to rank all the cookies because she she's a bit of a of a cookie fan, and I said what what cookies are your favorite ones? And she she chose the Vienna fingers. Like um. I guess they bring up good memories, like, as a kid, I guess. Her family had Vienna Fingers around. To me, you know what the Vienna Fingers were? These were cookies that, if you went to, like, a like a school board meeting or a, like, any kind of adult gathering where the people gathering weren't friends, but, like, part of an organization and, like, worked with each other, it would be, like, the cookies you would have at, like, a... Um, at like a function, they're like function cookies, and you would put it next to like the big, the big um, dispenser of coffee, and whenever they would say, hey, "Welcome, come on in," there's cookies in the back. Have a seat. And when we'll, you were an alcoholic we'll anonymous. Yeah, we'll get started uh -huh. shortly. Yeah, that to me that that's the, the Vienna fingers. That's that's what they, that's what where they where they would be served. I mean, it, it may be the least interesting cookie ever invented. <laughs> I mean, I have to say, it is the most, and I hate to use the word vanilla because it literally is, but it is like the watching paint dry of cookies. 
Like, like in this highly politicized, divided world we live in, I think the one thing we can all agree on is that Vienna fingers are fine. I mean, it's like there, there's nothing interesting, memorable, or remarkable about Vienna fingers. America's most basic cookie. Look, it says it right here on the package. You're just cu- crowning slogans <laughs> tonight, Matt. Like, it's nobody's business. Now, did you know that the first three ingredients in a Vienna finger are the same first three ingredients as in a Chips Ahoy cookie? You got the ribo. Got the ribo. Got your flour, and you got some uh, vitamin B. Ooh. Did you know? Did you know that riboflavin is Flavor Flav's given name? <laughs> that's that's his Christian name. <laughs> yeah, I picked. So I picked the Vienna fingers because I think they're disgusting. Like this is like the worst cookie. What are you going to do with all your Vienna fingers? I'm going to probably throw them away. I don't know what else (laughs) to do with them. I'm not going to eat any more. It's like a bad saltine. I would rather eat a saltine, like dip a saltine cracker in milk than eat Vienna fingers. (laughs) You know what? Oh, go ahead, Dan. Interesting. Like, I've I've already eaten two. I don't think they're amazing, but like, I think they're a little bit more addicting than the Chips Ahoy because they have that like creamy, sugary feeling to them. Yes, I think that's a good point. They're um, they're more they're more snackable, which makes them dangerous because they're not even mm-hmm. enjoyable, but they're they're very snackable cookie. They're they, sweet. They're a lot sweeter than the Chips Ahoy. And they they don't really leave an aftertaste, or if they do, it's a very pleasant, just light sort of hint of vanilla. Extremely mild one. Yes. See. I think they're just so dry. Like they're they're even drier than the Chips Ahoy, and the they're, Chips they're, Ahoy are pretty dry. They're really like powdery, crumbly. Yeah, I have to keep going back to my oat milk because it, it's it is very dry. It's like a stale graham cracker. Yeah, when, the when, oat milk has more flavor than the Vienna Finger. So. <laughs> it's them tasty oats. I, I, you know what bums me out is I actually was a big Vienna Fingers kid because I was boring and white, and um. And and uh, having not had them for years, I'm like, why did I ever like this? Hmm. I will say, uh, reading here on Wikipedia, so uh, Vienna Fingers was started, now they're owned by Keebler, but originally sold by Sunshine Biscuits uh, that um, was acquired by Keebler. And they created a bunch of famous brands, Cheez-Its, and you know, a bunch of other, but they did Vienna Fingers. They also invented uh, Hydrox cookies, which we'll probably talk Ooh. about in a minute when yeah. we talk about our Oreos. Uh, but apparently... Uh, Sunshine sent a shipment of uh, over 20,000 Vienna Fingers and Hydrox cookies uh, to Gulf War soldiers uh, in 1990 and 1991. Um, A soldier scrawled a response note on an Oreo box, please deploy cookies. They did the same later in 1994, um, with the quote being, uh, the donation of these cookie favorites will give the troops a taste of home. Uh, they were also brought with the troops to the refuge, refugee-filled border area between Rwanda and Zaire. Uh, I just wonder how you guys would feel if if you were like, oh, we got cookies, guys. Yeah, high five. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Hydrox and Vienna Fingers. I would oh, feel well. hated. I would feel like, <laughs> just like everybody in America hated me. I don't know this <laughs> <Right>. country anymore. <laughs> uh, now, I think that Keebler is part of Ferrara Candy Company. Are yeah. you seeing that? Um, and I'm on the Ferrara website. Uh, in the most recent uh, press release published today, Ferrara Candy Company unleashing pipeline of consumer-led breakthrough innovations. 
<laughs> is this a munch squad? Is this the is this that that Dakota access pipeline they're talking about? <laughs> yeah, they're filling it with tasty snacks. <laughs> right. Where do you where do you think they get that sweet cream from? <laughs> oh, okay, so one of one of one part of the pipeline is the Nerds Gummy Clusters. Now rolling out nationwide in October, Nerds Gummy Clusters combine flavors and textures in a poppable format. The sweet gummy center coated in tangy, crunchy miniature nerd candies. Another product is Trolley Gummy Creations. We, is this we, an internet meme? Trolley Gummy Creations, which are buildable sour gummies in alien-themed shapes, offering a customizable experience. Please tell me there's a quote in there from a senior vice president of marketing that doesn't make any sense. Always my favorite part of a food press release. Bridget, Bridget uh, Stanley, the senior vice president of food innovations... Um. Yeah, that's great. Fortunately, my, my browser can't search this page, mm. uh, which is weird. I do search in Firefox, and then I get a spinner. Um, I have a quote here. I just don't know who's it from, who it's from. Uh, people love taffy, but they haven't been able to have it be portable and poppable. And that's what <laughs> Laugh Bites is. But what was missing from the equation was the banana flavor, he said. Oh, Greg Wadati. <laughs> General manager of the sugar confectionery portfolio at Ferrara Candy Company. Yep. Those who love banana Laffy Taffy will love it, and those who hate it will never buy it. Wow, how's that, how's that, how's that sentence? I just love the idea of all these people just like enjoying mounds of taffy at home and being like, but this can't ever leave my home. What am I going to do? We are igniting the growth engine across our Ferrara portfolio, <laughs> Mr. Guadotti said. We're doing this by building powerful brand equities with significant, meaningful investments in our brands and business. Semicolon. Through consumer-led breakthrough innovation. Semicolon. A deliberate channel growth and distribution strategy. And comma, finally, comma, meeting our customers where they play. I love, honest, just, I love it. This is just a dream come true. It's, it's beautiful. They're making it happen. Um, before we uh, before we move on to our next cookie, uh, I did want to talk for a second about the Keebler Elves. Are you guys a big fan of the Keebler Elves? I haven't seen them around lately. I used do to they, see them. Did they get canceled? The Have they been canceled <laughs> for a reason? I haven't seen them anywhere. Uh, maybe they 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 pulled their advertising or something. But just so you oh. all know, the the other person quoted in this article is the general manager of the Cookies Crust and Cones portfolio. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to close this tab. Well, I did just want to talk about uh, the, the elves are still out there. Now they're kind of 3D CGI animated. Um, but I do want to talk. Created in 1968 uh, by the Leo Burnett Advertising Agency, uh, the, the bakery they, they work in is called the Hollow Tree Factory. Uh, of course, the main is Ernie. Ernie Keebler is the main elf um, that appeared in the original commercials. But now they have the whole elf family, including Friar Tuck. Ernie's nephews, Zoot and JJ. Ernie's mother, Ma Keebler. The young Elmer Keebler. Buckets, which is the guy who throws the bucket of fudge on the cookies. <laughs> Fast Eddie, Sam, they Roger, last. Doc, Zach, <laughs> Flo, Leonardo, Elwood, Professor, Buckets. Edison, Larry, and Art. I, I just imagine them at the, at, the, at the pitch meeting and like they're just doing like they're just going to hold up like a picture of the elf and they're like, what, what name should we give this elf? And like, 
oh, that's that's Edward, that's Gertrude, that's – and then they get to the, the last one and they've been there all day and it's like lunchtime now. They've been there like all morning coming up with names for these elves and then there's just one – Buckets. We'll call him Buckets because he's got a bucket. I don't go. care. We get, it's lunchtime. <laughs> I got to get home. Yep. We'll call him Buckets. A, uh, a cinematic universe waiting to be built. Well, fun fact. <laughs> Stick a Keebler Elves fan fiction in your search engine of choice. I will not. I'm going to pass. But thank you. Can that be the bonus Patreon episode? Sean Reed's uh, Keebler Elf fanfic? Again, Sean you Reed's pay me. I'll Keebler do it. Elf fan Bring it on. Sign me up. That's what our, our uh, $15 tier subscribers get. Yep. That's their, their premium content. Not safe for work. <laughs> It's premium, right? <laughs> All right. Well, let's. Uh, For a thousand dollars, Sean dresses up like a Keebler elf and, and we'll have home. sex with you. Yes. Um, <laughs> hey, look, man, I got bills. Uh, let's quickly go around the horn and, and uh, score these Vienna fingers on our zero to five glasses of milk scale. Uh, I'll go first. I'm going to give it a four. Uh, what about you, Matt? You gave it a four? I gave it a four. Um, I'm, I'm, I think I'm being generous when I say I'm going to give it a two. Okay. Yeah. I think D that's, divisive. that's probably the, the, where I would stand. It's, it's bland, but aggressively. So Colby, I'm going to say, don't waste your milk. Zero, zero. Whoa, cups of an empty cup. <laughs> By the way, those, the two milks that I gave were both oat milks. So that's really like equivalent of like one regular Milk, milk. Yeah, you got yeah, the you conversion, got... the metric conversion scale on that. Uh, what about um, you, Dan? Three and a half. Mostly bland, but I had three, so definitely better than the Chips Ahoy. Very fair. Okay, good scores. Let's keep moving on here. Dan, what cookie would you like to have next? Um, I'm going to buck the train and go for my... my I think it's probably my favorite cookie, although I haven't tried all of them. So maybe we'll, there'll be a uh, Dark Horse candidate, the Fig Newton. The Fig Newton. Exciting. Real fruit. Now, I do have to say, while we're all noisily cracking these open, uh, this is the cookie. Uh, Matt, apparently the Wegmans near you did not have fig-flavored Fig Newtons, so they substituted it with strawberry Fig Newtons. Um, I don't even know. Oh, okay. I used to eat, um, back in the day, strawberry Fig Newtons. I don't even know the last time, if ever, I've had the original Fig Fig Newtons. Now, that's bizarre, because I've uh, I've actually never had strawberry Fig oh. Newtons, but I'm very excited to try them. Uh, I grew up eating the uh, Fig Fig Newtons. Mm. Now, okay, so we have an issue, because... It's telling me to peel. It is very clearly not a peel open, though. No, it is. It's hard to open. I had the same issue. You can uh, trust me, Matt. Believe me. It's hard to get <laughs> that tab started. It's very clearly printed on. It's not a. Nope. Okay, I'm just... Nope. I'm telling you, Matt. I'm telling you. I, I had a hard time getting that initial lip up. You can. I believe in you. I should have done this as the uh, the prep work before the the episode began. And oh. It's like magic. <laughs> it opened. All right. You were you were right, Sean. 
I, I, I didn't receive this a... This is my uh, motivational speaker. You got to believe in yourself. I didn't receive the, the joke box of, of Fig Newtons. Well, you just wait. When you open the Milano's, a, uh, a little spring snake will pop out. Mmm. Wow. Mmm. Very good. Very good. I'm um pleasantly surprised. Hey, do you guys notice? Were you were you all big uh, big fig people growing up? Big fig Newtons. What have you? Did you eat a lot of fig Newtons? I don't up? think later in my life, like like in the latter half of my childhood, but not in the beginning. They were not around. Okay. I feel like at first, so it was always a thing my grandparents had. And when I was younger, I didn't like them because it sounded weird. But then, like, at some point, you know, you you sort of, like, acquiesce to the weird-sounding food because it's the only dessert available. And then it, it turns out it's really good. Yeah, yeah I think that's a fair assessment. I, I never had figs as a... Like, ever, like, if you put a fig in front of me, I would not recognize it. Uh, and so, um, like I said, I mainly had the strawberry or raspberry fig newtons. I very rarely had the actual fig newton. Which, by the way, if um, you notice on the package here, they're not called fig newtons anymore. They're just called newtons now. As of 2012. Oh, look Depressing. at that. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that might, if that has to do with um, the question I was getting at, which is, um, did they change the recipe for Fig Newtons? Like maybe when they rebranded? Because I remember the Fig Newtons of my childhood tasting different, especially the the coating on the outside. They were softer. Yeah. They were like – they tasted more baked. They were better. That's exactly what I was thinking, Matt. Like I feel like the 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 outer shell of these is like – the the fig newton version of the vienna fingers cracker like like it's somehow super dry well it, you know and yeah. it says here on the package made with real fruit no high fructose corn syrup five grams a whole grain i bet they messed with the recipe a little bit to to make that happen i'll see them up they almost taste sound more like a um they almost taste like a breakfast bar now like a like yes. a fruit, one of those fruit a filled, like grain. yeah mm-hmm which I mean, they're not bad. I don't. I don't think it's. Um. I. It definitely didn't do it any favors, but. But to they're me, not repulsive. It's not a cookie. It's a pastry or a biscuit. It's not. It's not a cookie. I would agree. It's not a cookie. Um. I don't know. I don't but know if this isn't a cookie, that. then the Oreos are going to start to come into question here. Yeah. Then I think we're get, we're going down a dangerous path. No. If we start calling things not cookies, I don't know. This is going to be like another hot dog sandwich <laughs> scenario. We don't want to go down that, that road. And do we really want to? Do we really want to traipse into that territory? I'm always down to traipse into that territory. Let's go. <laughs> uh, well, before we get too off the rails, uh, I did want to share the history of the fig newton. Uh, until the late 19th century, many physicians believed that most illnesses were related to digestion and recommended a daily intake of biscuits and fruit. Fig rolls were the ideal solution. They were locally produced uh, and a handmade product until a Philadelphia baker and fig lover, Charles Roser, invented and then patented a machine in 1891, which inserted fig paste into thick pastry dough. Um, a, the Kennedy Biscuit Company purchased his recipe and started mass production in Newton, Connecticut. 
that's where the name Newton comes from. Oh, or Newton, I Massachusetts. I'm was, sorry. Newton, uh, Massachusetts. I misread that. Oh, uh, sorry, Dan. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, like, I've never heard of Newton, Connecticut. There is a Newton, Connecticut, isn't there? I don't know. I've never heard of it either. Sounds sounds plausible. Uh, it no, is New, definitely New Newtown, Connecticut. So how do you uh, how do you mass people mispronounce that name? <laughs> you know, New, like every Newton every is, mass Newton town. Newton. Is, yeah, it's not New, Lister, New Quincy. New Newton. New own. New tone. Newton. Newton. Not Massachusetts. No. Oh no, I'm sorry. Pibbity. What? What? No. It's Peabody. Uh, Boy, we're just know. pissing off everybody on this episode. We're making nobody happy. <laughs> we we got opinions. Um, yeah, Fig Newtons. Yeah. So, what do we think on the uh, on the Fig Newtons, uh, Matt? What's what? what How did you score the Fig Newtons? I'm, uh, you know, if uh, uh, if they had just improved the shell a little bit, I think these would be the immaculate cookie. But right now, I, I have to give it i have to give it a four glass rating maybe four four milks and a half of of a glass of milk or a one glass of oat milk depending on your measurement uh, you you just keep changing the scale but that's okay buddy <laughs> whatever it doesn't matter all just this is arbitrary me, just put it down as four milk he liked four it milks. he liked it we'll just it was say very that. good uh the shell I, I want i want my soft shell back give me the soft shell back and then we can we can talk about a five Fair enough. Colby? I'm going to say like a three and a half. I like ate a lot of these. Like my, so my cookie shipment came a week ago. So I've had a week to like get into these cookies. And like, I think I'm, I'm, I'm 50% through the fig Newtons now. There's a like strong nostalgia factor, but they're definitely worse than they used to be, which there's, which is a shame. Yeah, most things are. Yeah, I would rather eat these than the Chips Ahoy and certainly the Vienna Fingers. Dear God, not the Vienna Fingers. What about you, Dan? Um, I think five out of five. I, lo- I love Fig Newtons. I'm not, I'm not sure why. I think I like fruit flavorings in general more than like chocolate vanilla flavorings. So that's probably why. Yeah, I think, you know, for me... If I was eating the strawberry, although there's an apple cinnamon variety I would love to try. That sounds fascinating. Uh, but if I were eating one of the other flavors, I don't think I would. I like the fact that it's fig, because how often do you get to eat, like, fig sweets? Like, that's yeah, what's unique about it to me. You know, like a Vienna figure, we talked about how boring it was. Like, the Fig Newton is the opposite. What an exciting cookie. Five out of five. <laughs> Vienna figures could, uh, they could soup it up. They could put, they could start putting figs in there. <laughs> <Wouldn't that> be- <laughs> fig, fig Vienna, Vienna fingers? Cookies. Vienna figs. You know the figs? Have you ever read about like the wasp that like um, pollinates figs? No. Google that. That's a fun Google. Maybe you want to do. Uh, apparently, all figs are pollinated by like these really horrific-looking wasps that are like huge. And and um, sometimes with it, what you I don't think it happens anymore because of factories. But when, when figs used to be imported from other like fig bearing countries. Um, sometimes the wasp would get like stuck inside the fig and sometimes they would also be alive. And there were like these hor- horrible stories of people like eating figs and like getting attacked by these giant, like alien looking wasps. Uh, 
They're they're called fig so, wasps. Fig wasps, yes. There's a there was a good documentary of, of not too long ago on Netflix about them. But wow, are they related yeah. to murder hornets? Oh, I hope not. <laughs> Although if you're going to get murdered think, by something a fig wasp, I think murder hornets were just invented in in like a lab in 2020 just because it's 2020. It's the start of a Michael Crichton story. <laughs> yeah. Um, all righty. We got, we get, we're, we're halfway there. We got some more cookies. It's my turn to choose. And I would like to bust in. Uh, let's, uh, let's go to the cookie that remembers Pepperidge farm, the Milano's, uh, we have, I believe we all have the double dark chocolate, which is what was available online. Again, another cookie that comes in a lot of varieties. Um, while people are getting these and eating these, uh, I'll pose a question out to, to the crew here. Uh, where do you guys stand on, on your yourself baking cookies? Does anyone here bake cookies a lot or have any experience, have a particular cookie they like to bake? I've been recently. baking more and more, and we haven't baked any cookies. Macrones. Oh, our, oh, our, oh our, <laughs> our, our, our macaroon challenge? Macaroon challenge. Oh. <laughs> oh boy! I, honestly, I'd rather be eating that than some of these cookies. The uh, the messiest thing we've ever done on this show, for sure. Woo! Whoa! Never dipped in a Milano cookie in oat milk. Don't think Whoa. I ever will again. Yeah, they're already pretty soft. Mm. It tastes kind of burnt. Yeah, it's that dark chocolate. Mmm. I'm going to go to the uh, Milano Cookies Instagram account. Hmm. Yeah, man. See what they're up to. I will say their Wikipedia page is four, one of the shortest I've ever seen. Four sentences. Wow. You're surprising for a company. And like a very well-known company, too. Yeah, even the Pepperidge Farm page is pretty light. Hmm. What's, uh, what's their story? The Milano's? What's the story of the Pepperidge Farm? Oh, I'm glad you asked. Margaret Rudkin began baking bread in 1937 for her youngest son, Mark, who had asthma and was allergic to most commercially processed foods. So she home-baked bread her allergic son could eat. Uh, her son's doctor recommended giving it to other his other patients and encouraged her to bake more bread. Um, her first commercial sale was to a local grocer um, in Fairfield, Connecticut. Um, and yeah, there you go. Opened the first commercial bakery in 1947. Um, and then in the 1950s, on a trip to Europe, Rudkin uh, discovered fancy chocolate cookies she thought would be popular in the U.S. She bought the rights, and that went on to be um, the Milano and some of the other uh, fancy cookies that they have. Wait, that that sounds like the story of two different companies. Like one is a very successful bread company and the other is a very successful cookie company. Why can't it be both? But did. Does Pepperidge Farm make bread? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. They I, also, so I didn't know that. Well, they're okay. also the manufacturer of goldfish crackers as well. Didn't know that. Check out these uh, pictures of extremely intricately decorated <laughs> Milano cookies on the Milano cookie Instagram. So this is like a, a frilly pink dress with buttons and a handbag and everything. Hashtag best dress cookies. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> what a sophisticated brand. 
That sounds like a like a quarantine hobby for sure. <laughs> Dr- cookie dressing. <laughs> it's for the the people that are really 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 desperate and <laughs> need to they need to come up with a, an outlet besides just co- baking the cookies. They have to dress them up. Um, what other flavors of Milano's do you have? Have you guys tried, or um, do you like? I've never tried these or any different variations. I feel okay. I feel like I always see these in the store, and I look at them and I think to myself, like, where my subconscious thinks, "Oh, that's too fancy for me," and I don't get them. <laughs> Milano, the the cookie that thinks it's better than you are. (laughs) Come to think of it, they are always up on like, I would consider them like a top shelf cookie. Like Milano is like the top shelf cookie. Well, it's it's funny because the Pepperidge Farm people, they have two cookie categories. One is the farmhouse cookie, which is sort of your chocolate chip, your sort of standard approachable. But then they have the distinctive line. And that's where the Milano and European style cookies live. Uh, there's kind of Matt. We talked about Pop Tarts varieties on last week's episode. Uh, there are a shocking amount of Milano flavors, including coconut, caramel macchiato, candy cane, banana, Irish cream, orange, pumpkin spice, raspberry, strawberry, toasted marshmallow. I've had um, the. They have a mint chocolate that is actually very good. Um, I have had that before. Yeah, I've had the mint as well. My favorite, surprisingly, is the orange. I really I would like bet the, that's good. the orange, chocolate. Orange Milano is very good. Chocolate orange is one of my like favorite flavor. Did, did I, am I the only one who ever had the, the chocolate orange that would come out around the holidays? Oh, yeah. oh I yeah. love that. Awesome. Yeah. One of my favorite oh. things. Mm-hmm. Slam dunk. Yeah, it's 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 great. You can find them find them in Target. I get them every year. Yep, right really next good. to the chocolate covered cherries and the specialty yes. holiday candy aisle. Yeah, they're cool. They're good. They're they and they break off in like little pieces. Like yep. little orange pieces. Yep. They're great. Yeah. What's funny is you, you have to smash it the first time, and that's how it breaks apart. Yes. They're great frozen, the too. Yes. Sometimes they freeze Just mm. suck on them. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Nice. But now, uh, it wouldn't be good if you actually chocolate covered an orange, right? I think that would be kind of weird. I think if you, I don't know. If you took the peel off, um, I bet it yeah. actually kind of, probably would be good. I would just be like, I guess frozen would be the way, the way to probably the way to eat that. Or I would, you know what I would do is I would take like individual orange slices and like dip them in chocolate like that. I don't think you could just like take a whole ball of orange and just dump a bunch of chocolate on it. Uh, but I think like individual, you know, sort of like those chocolate fondue fountains, like you could definitely do an orange mm. slice in there. I think that'd be good. Yeah. I would eat that. The uh, mint is pretty good too. Also yeah. like the mint, yeah. Yep. Um, guys, what do we think of the uh, of the Milanos? I'll go first. Um, certainly the most premium cookie uh, that we've had so far this evening. I think the chocolate. I mean, we got the double dark. It's very dark, um, but it tasted the most like real chocolate. Um, although I have to see how much riboflavin's in it. Um, <laughs> turns out some. We're gonna be loaded with riboflavin. Yeah. I mean, the first ingredient is semi-sweet chocolate. So yeah, that's an improvement. So it's a premium cookie. The issue I have with Milano and the Pepperidge Farm fancy cookies is I just feel like 
A, this bag does not convey value to me because I'm like, I'm not getting very many. You know, I'm like that idiot, like, oh, I can get a hundred shitty. It does look like a goldfish bag. Well, it's like (laughs) I can get a hundred shitty Chips Ahoy or like six good cookies. And I'm like, this is a ripoff. I'll buy a hundred crappy cookies I don't like. Uh, And so, um, so for that, I, I would say, yeah, five, I'll give it four and a half. I mean, I, I, they're good. They're good cookies. I don't know. Matt, what do you think? Um, I just realized how inaccessible Milano's are, right? So one of the cookies we're going to try, the Oreo, very accessible. You can kind of twist it and take the cream out. You can't do that with a Milano. Absolutely it's not. Because Milano has class. Milano has standards. <laughs> Milano is just not, it's not going to let you do that to it. So... Oh, you got to treat the Milano right. So I'm going to give it um, my highest rating of the night. I'm going to give it four and a half milks. I think maybe for the Milano, it should be out of like glasses of Chardonnay instead of, uh, <laughs> you know, of, of a fine port. blended whiskey. Um, port. Yeah. <laughs> port. What about you, Colby? I think I'll give it a four. I actually think. I opened these earlier in the week. I think they're better now than they were than when I opened them. I think they like benefited from some a little staleness. Like I feel like they were drier when I first opened them, and now they're good, which is a kind of a nice feature in a in a mass market cookie. Well, like but, wine, better with age. Exactly. Well, it's a, it's a fine twenty twenty Milano. <laughs> good year. Good year. Good year. Straight from the vine. Uh, what about you, Dan? Uh, my least favorite cookie so far, I'm going to give it a two, two out of five, uh, glasses of milk. It's just, uh, maybe it's the double dark chocolate, but I, I feel like the, the biscuit part is just like, it's not, it's a little spicy, I guess, which is kind of nice. But then the, the chocolate is super dark and bitter. It doesn't, it doesn't make me want to have another one. Maybe it'd be good with some coffee. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's yeah. better with milk. I don't have milk. I'm just, uh doing it with a cup of beer so yeah you you better like dark chocolate i mean that's why i said the double dark chocolate i probably wouldn't have purchased given the choice of all the flavors uh it was just what was available that it is it is dark there's no doubt about it um John, uh, at some point you're gonna have to give us the story of uh this delivery because I, I would really uh, maybe maybe that could be for our our, our patreon listeners but um, I, I, I just imagine you calling some kind of cookie dealer and like, listen, I got to get these cookies out different parts of the country. Like how, how fast can you do it? Well, look, here's the thing, right? Well, it's going to cost you everyone I talk to about this project. I'll call it, um, doesn't believe me when I explain the annoyance of having to track down these cookies. Cause they're like, Sean, I can walk into any supermarket and buy cookies. And I say, that's right. But how do you, or have you ever ordered just a single package of cookies online? And have them shipped to your door. I didn't know that was possible. I thought it's not. Were... That's the yeah. problem. <laughs> so I so first I went because I I could have gone to my local store and like UPS them to you you know like UPS them, but I was like that's way too much hassle. So I went on Amazon. They had almost no selection, and what they did everything was like the big giant like bulk size. And I'm like, it's <laughs> I, your guys are gonna be throwing away enough cookies. I couldn't justify the family size. So then I went to like Target's website and I went and I looked finally Walmart was the only one that had pretty much a competent selection. Again, not everything I wanted, but a competent selection. And the problem is, A, 
I ordered all four of us the exact same package from Walmart. Myself, Colby, and Dan shipped right away. Each person got two to three packages with cookies in them. Very annoying. Very stupid. But Matt, yours, it just said delayed. And it was like that for two weeks. And it was like a couple days before the show. And then I realized I should have Instacarted everybody because then I would have had the selection at your local store delivered to your door. At, and by the way, at I the exact same done. cost as shipping them with Walmart. So, lesson learned. Wow, that's surprising. I thought the I thought the uh, Walmart would have been cheaper than well, the Instacart. Well, because it was I didn't, and this was another thing. I you know I don't mind buying all the cookies, but I didn't hit that free shipping level. And I'm like, oh, maybe I could send everybody some dumb shit and hit the shipping level. But I was like, it was like a six dollar shipping charge, and I was off by like fifteen dollars. <laughs> send us like cans of soup or like uh, <laughs> just random. Just ran- I did look. Don't store. laugh. I did look to see if they had any shirts or hats or anything that said like I love cookies on it or like <laughs> Cookie Monster. <laughs> Turns out those are all for children and would not fit any of you. I still would have worn one. Um. But uh, but no, it was like a six dollar delivery charge at Walmart or a six dollar Instacart delivery fee. Yeah, I was gonna say, could could you just tell the Instacart person just give me a bunch of random stuff as long like to make it equal this total? Like just I, grab random I, things from the show. That's an awesome idea. I don't think the app lets you do that, but they should. They, like a roulette wheel of Rando- food. Yeah, randomize. Like randomize gravity. your entire grocery list. I That'd just want fun. food. Yes. <laughs> I'll well, figure it out later. Just put a bunch of crap lucky, in, a, in a bag. Make it total like 60 bucks. I'll figure it out. <laughs> well, <laughs> you Sean, know, Sean, this, this begs the question, what cookies, like, given your, your full way with things, what cookies would we have been eating? So it's a good question. Definitely the Oreo, the Chips Ahoy, the Fig Newtons, you probably, and probably a Pepperidge Farm varietal you would have gotten. I probably would have, like I said, the EL Fudge I would have liked to have had. And, and our international selection, I really was hoping, I wanted to, have you guys ever done Tate's, which is sort of the oh, new, yeah. hot, sort of um, oh, yeah. millennial cookie, if you will? I have some Tate's uh, chocolate chip cookies here right now. Yeah, that oh, was on my delicious. I really, and I've never had them, so I was excited to try them, because I know people are really excited, uh, but you can't you can't buy them online anywhere. That that wouldn't have been fair, I think. Like, <laughs> Tate's are so much better than... I think the Chips Ahoy would have just, like, curled up in shame right there. The whole box would have just, like, shriveled. But I, I will say, good. they're not, they're less, like, mass market cookie varieties than you would think. Like, there really aren't, like, this genuinely is a pretty good selection. There really aren't that yeah. many others we could have gotten. And if we did, it was like, you know, Oreo has a million flavors, but they're all, sure. you know, the same format cookie. Um, so, I, I feel I feel good about our selection. Other yeah. than the Vienna fingers, nothing's really widespread. bombed. Although some people like the Vienna, ah, they're all good. Um, and we have we have the, the Mac Daddy of cookies coming up next, guys. Uh, the best selling cookie in America, uh, introduced in 1912, the original chocolate sandwich cookie, the Oreo. The original. The original. Now, um, Walmart only had for Dan Colby and I the Halloween Oreos. Now, I do want to stress, it's the same flavor. They're just colored orange. Matt, which ones did you get? Just regular Oreos? Yeah, I just have the standard, the old standby here. See, we've got this, and I'm going to go so far as to say upsetting-looking orange filling. 
<laughs> like, it genuinely contrasts very poorly with the chocolate cookie. Now, did you choose this orange filling on purpose, or is that just what was available? In in a plain flavor, this was all they had. Wow. Because I would have gone classic white, um, but this was what was available. Am I going to be the only one to twist, to do the Oreo twist? Yeah, probably. I'm doing it. I don't want my tongue to get all orange. Oh. Mmm. 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 Now, Matt, why do you like doing the twist? Um, I like to mix it up. I usually twist the first one just because you get to enjoy the cream in the middle um, first, and then you get to have, like, the the cookie separate. I believe they both should be kept separate, separate okay. but equal. <laughs> That's the sound bite for you. <laughs> we will clip that. Yeah. Goodbye, career. <laughs> we hardly knew you. <laughs> yeah, never really, uh, you know, got off the ground. Um, so definitely now, would not play well. My, no. my favorite thing to do with Oreos is to like take the sides off two, and then you put them together, and you have a double. You monster! I mean, I like to have fun. What do you oh mean? no, Colby's a hundred percent right about that. You kind of you make your own double stuff, and then if you have the double stuff. You make your own quadruple stuff. Right. And so on and so forth. You have to make a cookie. You really could. Yes. Is it disgusting? Yes. <laughs> is it is it the correct thing to do? Also, yes. I mean, at, yeah. that, at that point, why don't you just get like a bunch of any cookie and a tub of frosting and you're kind of on your way? I mean, that's my thing about Oreos is I feel like if they just offered the chocolate sandwich cookies or just offered the filling... I don't think anyone would care. I think they're like, they're only good because they're together. Yeah. And, um, the, uh, I, I will probably get to it. I'm sure. But like, there's, there's no substitute for an Oreo, you know, like, I feel like, I feel like the, the knockoff brands, like the, um, the, uh, I want to say it's called oxycodone, but that's not what it's called. What's what's the name of the hydroxy? Hydrox. 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 Yes, that's it. Um, they just don't taste the same. There's something, just something kind of off about them, right? I I, uh, I associate those cookies and the Vienna fingers with like yeah, what they would probably serve at like an AA meeting or like a some kind of public function. Well, it's America's best selling cookie. I mean, you can't avoid it. It's the, it's a default cookie. If someone said, "Hey, the grab hydrox, a pack of cookies," oh, the hydroxes for the good stuff. The hydroxes. Have, you, have yeah. you ever had hydroxes? I have. They're, they're fine. They're not bad. They're they're just like they're very they're very, very palatably the knockoff brand, is which I'll is funny because they came first. Yes, but they taste like the knockoff. Oh, you're muted, Dan. Um, or we can't hear you. Oh, uh, all right. Yeah, there you go. Um. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I have a pretty controversial opinion on Oreos. Ooh, unsurprisingly, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is that the original classic Oreo is the worst flavor of Oreo. 
I don't know how you guys feel about the million Oreo varietals that have come out over the last decade, but I think the classic Oreo is a mediocre cookie. I don't think on its own, it's the format is great. I like the idea of a cream filled sandwich cookie, but doing it in just chocolate or the Vienna fingers in just vanilla is not a great cookie. I mean, I'll, I'll be totally honest. I, I haven't really had that many varieties of Oreos to compare, but I, th- I think you might you might be on to something. I, I really like the chocolate stuffed Oreos. Those are very good. Well, and I and I know this kind of counteracts my point, but actually given the choice between a regular Oreo and a golden Oreo, the, it's vanilla counterpart, I'd probably go golden Oreo. Um, Wait, do they still call those uh-oh Oreos? Or no, they I think they're just golden Oreo. It's a golden Oreo. Call- Call them uh oh Oreos. Uh, a golden <laughs> Oreo, it's the same filling as a regular Oreo, but with a vanilla cookie instead of chocolate. So it's a gold color. Oh. I don't know, man. I think there's one thing that's better than a regular Oreo, and it's a double stuffed Oreo. <laughs> and that, that's all. You're just in it for the it's stuffing. Just, it's, it's just like the pinnacle of shitty store-bought cookie. Like, everything about it is good. The texture is good. It's not too dry. The flavor is amazing. You can do stuff with it. There are activities to be had. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, an, it's like, an interactive it's, cookie. It's Fun. awesome with milk, right? Like It is a dipping cookie. I yeah. 100% a agree. It's cookie to dip. So I'm good. I'm sure they constructed it that way in the lab. Right. <laughs> Scientifically. <laughs> I want to see a photo of one of those Oreos from 1912. Oh, what, what did, did they look like? I don't know. That's a good question. Probably looked like a real cookie. Like a, <laughs> it's just a, cho- it's just a chocolate chip cookie. It's, <laughs> it's changed a lot over the years. Um, yeah, I think, I think our next uh, cookie crumble taste challenge is I'm going to get everybody a bunch of Oreo varieties. Yeah. And we're going to taste them. I The cinnamon bun Oreos are far and away my absolute favorite. A cinnamon cookie with frosting, like um, icing flavored cream. That sounds great. Awesome cookie. It's kind of cool because, yeah, you could, like Colby said, they're very customizable. You could play with them. Like you could put, you could put half of a cinnamon Oreo on like half of a chocolate or you could just go nuts. Well, cause you can, you get the two flavors out of the cookie and the frosting. So you have a lot more options than another kind of cookie. Sure. Buy like, buy like six bags of Oreos and just have, have, have yourself a, like a, an afternoon for sure. Now, what I, other I foods it, have activities associated with them? Tacos. <laughs> Taco Tuesday. <laughs> Actually, uh, I'm pretty sure any food Matt eats has activities with them. <laughs> I was gonna say, what food doesn't have an activity? I well, mean, I, a, I a guess pizza, you kind of just eat the pizza, right? You get the pizza and then you, well, you eat gotta it. fold pizza, it in like, half. Making like, it is kind of the activity there. All right, but if you just got like a takeout pizza, mega pizza, <laughs> what's that? Two slices of pizza, fold it together, make sure you neatly, like, kind of crease it, making, like, a mega calzone. I was about to say, you invented a calzone. Mm. But you, like, yeah. you crimp it around the edges, like yeah. a, like a, some sort of pastry? Yeah, just to make sure that it all stays together. And then you put that icing right in the middle. Pour <laughs> that nacho cheese all over it. Speaking of nacho cheese, <laughs> no. not, 
proud of this at all. I'm going to admit it, though. When I was in, I think it was high school, um, I was dared by a friend to dip an Oreo in nacho cheese. And I did. I ate it. It really wasn't bad. Not, it was not, not in the it was slightest not, it surprise. It was not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> it, it does sound like a sweet and salty kind of thing. Sweet and yeah. savory. Not something that I ever did again or wanted to like sought out. It, was, it didn't become a thing. But people usually, I've, I've seen people dip Oreos in peanut butter. Um, I've seen them dip it in fluff. Maybe Nutella or something like that. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But now I have I have a food a funny food story for you. Uh, this this was not me, but someone I met once. Uh, we were talking about things like this, and you know the kind of crazy stuff that you'd eat regularly in college. And his favorite meal was something he discovered one day when he you know you make your standard college bowl of pasta, right? He didn't have any pasta sauce to put on it. Uh, but the only other thing that he had been eating pretty much was Red Bull. So he's like, you know, I could just pour the Red Bull into the pasta bowl. And apparently he was like, it's great. Like you get like a little bit of a sweetness, but not too much. And you get all of your caffeine and you're eating and you're getting your sustenance. Wait, was there sauce on this pasta? No, the, the Red Bull the Red was Bull the sauce. was the sauce? I don't know. I don't <laughs> I, I don't mean, know it, how I feel uh, about that. If if Matt thinks your food concoction is gross, you've gone to a whole nother <laughs> oh, level. Man. Yeah, you've crossed the line for sure with that. <laughs> now, Dan, have you tried this yourself? I have not tried this. I haven't had a Red Bull s- since long before I was told about this. Uh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. That's, that sounds but dangerous. But maybe I'll get to that point in, in quarantine boredness. Boredom. Somehow, like that, just it seems like it violates so many laws. Yeah, but it doesn't—it doesn't even make sense. Like, <laughs> like honestly, if how those two things connect to one another is what's baffling to me. Because I can think of a hundred other things you could put on possibly. Like, I guess those are both. Like, what? That sounds like something you accidentally knock into the other thing. <laughs> it's really cursed. I think cursed is the word I'd use to describe it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, not only does it not make sense, but the more you think about it, the the more you can't stop thinking about it. And it's also yes. it's not even like a sauce; it's like a straight up liquid. It's a beverage. So <laughs> you, at that you point, don't like why not pour beer or something? something. <laughs> Make a Red Bull reduction. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> like something on chopped. You have to. You your ingredients are this un- <laughs> pasta in, and Red Bull. Pasta and Red Bull. <laughs> We deglaze the pan with Red Bull. <laughs> I was gonna say if, if the ingredients were just pasta and Red Bull, how many different <laughs> dishes could you make? Flavor combinations. <laughs> Maybe you put the pasta in the Red Bull can somehow. It becomes some sort of fancy. Uh... Turn the the pasta into the beverage and <laughs> drinking <laughs> pasta and Red Bull. A slurry, a thick slurry. Uh Guys, what do we uh, what do what do we think of Oreos here, Matt? Um, we said before that I guess Chips Ahoy is America's favorite cookie, which turned out not to be true because more people eat Oreos. Um, 
It also says on the on the on the box that it's Milk's favorite cookie. Um, well, it's not my favorite cookie. I would say that it is really like the the old the old standby cookie. It's the old faithful cookie. If I were stranded somewhere millions of miles away from my home, like on the far reaches of the galaxy, and I was really like craving some kind of like cookie from Earth to remind me of what Earth cookies taste like, I'd probably reach for an Oreo. So I'm going to go ahead and give this one four, four milks. Okay, which is like what, 12 oat milks? Sure. <laughs> I don't even, I can't even keep track anymore. I'm out of oat milk. I need to, I have to get more oat milk. Uh, Colby, what about you? Five milks. I think uh, of this kind of cookie, like there are like real like, made in an oven like not a factory like at your house cookies that i would i would much rather eat than any of these but like of this the the the, like store you know buying the store mass-produced cookies i i don't think you can go wrong with an oreo fair enough dan uh four and a half milks i the best of the all the cookie cookies that we've tried I agree. I completely agree with Colby. Of the store bought cookies, except maybe the the possibility of Tate's, uh, there's none better. Although the problem with Tate's, you only get five cookies in a box, so it's like premium. Oof. Yeah, maybe it's not it's, five, but it, it is a little not bit many. of a rip off. Yeah. Um, the only thing that I think I like about Fig Newtons better is Fig Newtons at least feel healthier. So I I always feel better after eating ten Fig Newtons <laughs> than Oreos. That's fair. That's true. But I could down an entire sleeve of Oreos before I could uh, Chips Ahoy. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. I, I think... Oh, have we yes. tried Frozen? Have y'all tried Frozen Oreos? No. I have that, not. Frozen that, yeah, Oreos. You just put them in the freezer and then and then try eating them, and it gives them a very different texture, and they can oh. also be a little bit refreshing when it's, when it's hot outside. I completely forgot until just mm. now, but that was the thing I did all the time as a kid. Nice. I'm, I'm going to put these in my freezer after. I, I think, that, yeah, I'm going to do the exact Well, now I'm going to put all these really cookies in the that. freezer and see if they're all good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, okay, we're I, doing it again I, next week, but the, the new... The new they're, they're all frozen. All frozen. <laughs> <laughs> then next week, we'll, we'll microwave all of them. <laughs> try them different ways. Hot, hot we're going to have to chip in to get Colby a microwave. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, me I, I will say, have you guys done? I actually like fried Oreos. I think they're good. I think I, I had I fried like Oreos at the Big E. Yes, but that's the only time they're good. If you go to like a like a bar or something, and they like weirdly like fry their own or something, like don't get them there. But if you're at like a state fair where they have like the real deep fryer, pretty good. That's a Jersey Shore favorite right there. And as yeah. as a as a New Jersey as a New Jersey native now. I feel nope. like um, I have to say that they're, they're good, but I, even even I can't really mm. confirm that. Yeah, there's only so much. There's only so much uh, New Jersey cuisine that I can that I can justify, and pork roll is kind of the limit. So, pork roll and scrapple, but I, I can't go beyond that and say that I enjoy fried Oreos. I don't know. Wait, there's New Jersey cuisine. Yeah. Yeah, you've never been on a culinary tour of New Jersey? <laughs> no. 
Yeah, we gotta get you some Taylor ham, my friend. That's now that's something we should do for the Patreon. I would love that. I love pork roll. Um, <laughs> now, uh, yeah, when I think about Oreos, um, just as a very quick aside, uh, that explains my score. But um, growing up, I was a big fan of Journey, the band Journey. I thought they were great. I still think they're great. And I got people thought it was dumb that I liked Journey. And then Don't Stop Believing got weirdly popular for some reason all of a sudden. And after that, I used to love that song. And then after everyone started liking it, I don't really like that song. I still love Journey. I love all their other music, but I just don't ever listen to that song anymore. That's how I feel about Oreos. <laughs> I think they taste good, but now that they're so popular and it's everyone's default cookie, it just doesn't excite me. I guess that's why the flavors excite me because it's something different. So I'm going to mm-hmm. give it, it, it is a five glass cookie, but I'm going to give it four because that's how I feel about it. Like it is a very good cookie, but I'm just kind of over it. The don't stop believing of cookies. It is. Well, and the other thing too is I, I really don't like their new slogan they have on the package, which is orange colored cream, same taste. Not catchy. Yeah, that's not a very inspiring. Uh, no, I don't, I don't get it. Weird. Um, anyway, well, guys, like why, why, maybe if you have to explain that you shouldn't do it. Well, I was yeah. going to say for a, for a company that is now known for having multiple flavors, like maybe don't do the orange, cr- like then actually make it taste like orange, right? Or pumpkin, make it taste like pumpkin or something. Um, pumpkin Oreos. The, pump- the pumpkin spice Oreos. Have you guys Oreos. ever had uh, the Oreo cereal? Oreo O's? I did try it. It was nauseating. <laughs> yeah. I uh, I remember I... Oh, yeah, I remember that. Oreo O's. When they first came out, I, I got, I convinced my mom to buy me a box of, of Oreo O's. And I had them, and I remember, like, I was halfway through the bowl, and I remember thinking, oh, this is why, like, my parents never bought me sugary cereals. Because <laughs> I feel like crap after eating, like, I never had, like, Fruit Loops or Fruity Pebbles or anything like that. Um, like, or, or cereals were pretty much, like, Honey Bunches of Oats or, like, Cheerios, like, your, your, your garden variety. Once in a while, the sugary ones made an appearance. But after eating Oreos, I finally understood. That's why you don't uh, you don't mess with the the dessert cereals. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was a big Reese's Puffs kid, mm. which was not much better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. When's the uh, dessert cereals challenge? I would lo- oh. look since this was so far anyway a raving success, and now that I know I can Instacart food to anyone's house, we may <laughs> be doing more of these. Uh, don't don't cut. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send you each like a raw ham, <laughs> or, like something really ridiculous. Yeah, Cooking challenge, Thanksgiving dinner. Like. Yes, I I like that. Like Sean sends us each a like mystery meat, and we have to make something of it. That that could be it's very fun. Debate Iron Chef challenge. Yeah. Oh my god. Beef Just tongue. I would pay money to watch <laughs> Matt do that. Um, well, guys, uh, one cookie left in our our cookie crumble extravaganza. And I got to be honest, I know people are going to say, hey, Sean, this isn't a cookie. Uh, or, Sean, this is kind of a weird choice. I will say when you search cookie on walmart.com, this comes up. So suck on that. Um, but I did it because this is an absolute personal favorite of mine. I'm nuts for Stroopwafels. Um, the the Dutch uh, classic, uh, popular in the Netherlands, um, pretty much the only reason I fly United Airlines is because instead of giving you peanuts or pretzels, now they give you Stroopwafel. 
There we go. These uh, these thin wafer cookies uh, with a caramel filling in between. Uh, nice big, probably our biggest cookie of the night, um, but also the thinnest. Mm. 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 Do yours all have the serial number on the little twist tie? Oh yeah, look at that. Where'd my twist tie go? I got four one nine zero. I got seven. Yeah. Seven one six. Some might have rubbed off. I got um, help. I am trapped in the Waffle <laughs> factory. I am turning into a Dutchman. Come save me, huh? And, what, and what's weird is that was all in Dutch. So Matt, those lessons yeah. are really paying off. That's right. That's right. My 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 Dutch Duolingo. <laughs> Now, I know we talked about, like, some of us dug into our cookies before the start. This was the only one I dug into, and I now only have, uh, like, one left because I ate all of them because I couldn't resist. So this is one of those things back when I was uh, when I was going to the Netherlands. um, The locals would bring them into the office each day from, like, an actual bakery in the Netherlands where they, like, made them that morning. And to be honest, they're not, like, miles better than these mass-produced ones. They're definitely better. But um, but I just have a fondness for them. I don't know. Have you guys had been fans of Stroopwafel or any other international cookie? Might be a good opportunity to to mention that if something comes to mind. I know that uh, Stroopwafels are really big in in Manhattan right now. If you they have like Stroopwafel carts and trucks. Oh, oh yeah, I noticed them thing. a couple of years ago. Um, I had a, I had a Stroopwafel from them, and I kind of agree with your assessment, Sean. It's like. They're they're not they're they're still really those are good, but they're not much better than these that come from the box. Um, the strategy with my waffle, I always like to have a cup of coffee handy, and you got to put the you got to put the waffle. As a matter of fact, I'm, I think I'm going to do this. This is how I'm going to do my Saturday morning. You put the waffle and rest it on top of the mug so it gets all steamy, uh, and well, you you read the morning paper while you while you do that. Or in my case, you uh, watch cartoons or something. Yeah. Your favorite YouTuber. Do something on a Saturday morning <laughs> and just chill and eat a waffle. Like the good now, Dutch the only, boy uh, you are. <laughs> yes. Is the this the greatest other... thing the Dutch have ever done? I think so. Uh, this and windmills. Mm. ABBA? No, they're they're Swedish. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> hmm. The only wow. other co- uh, international cookie that's coming to mind is a Tim Tam. Oh, yeah. A where, Tim Tam's a good Where cookie. are those from? UK? Australia? I definitely, I think they're Australia. I've definitely had those before. Australia, yeah. Those are good. And then you can perform a Tim Tam slam. What's that? You you bite two holes in either end of a Tim Tam and then you drink your milk via the Tim Tam. <laughs> oh. Also known as the Tim Tam shotgun, Tim Tam bomb, Tim Tam explosion, Tim Tam bong, and Tim Tam suck. It's oh. a practice of drinking a hot beverage through a Tim Tam. <laughs> Gross. Wow. Hmm. Wow. 
I think the only time I've ever actually had Stroopwafels is on a United Airlines flight. Isn't that, and you know, it's so funny because every time the, the attendant looks at me and they'll, they'll give you the first be like pretzel. No, it, what, it's Stroopwafel biscuit or pretzels, I think is what they offer you. And I look at them like, why would you even ask? You know I want a Stroopwafel. I don't. I wouldn't trust anybody that picks the other two. I just it's a, wouldn't trust them. It's a them. sick joke. <laughs> like I can have a pretzel everywhere. I'm on a United Airlines flight. Okay, this is a premium experience. Um, <laughs> now there are varieties of Stroop waffle. Uh, wafers with honey instead of syrup are sold as honing waffles, <laughs> and cookies with a caramel syrup are sold as Stroop Koken. I also learned when I ordered mats on Instacart that they also make, which I'm dying to try, mini Stroopwafels that come in like a big bag and they're like more of an Oreo size. And I'm like, that I, as much as I love the big ones, I'm like, I would just mow through those. <laughs> Crushing a bag of Stroopwafels. Oh my God. Now they, they come eight, eight to a pack. But I feel justified in that. Like it's, they're big. So like you you wouldn't um, you wouldn't feel I don't feel cheated like right. I do with Tate's like uh, Tate's cookies are just typical chocolate chip cookie size so it's like only five is is kind of like I feel cheated but these are enormous they're like the size of my the palm of my hand so I feel like it's uh it's a it's a good treat. It's also the only thing here that I feel confident I could eat like a breakfast and not be completely ashamed of myself. Oh sure, I mean they're light. You have it like as your breakfast meal, and not be like, <laughs> what have I, what have I done? How did, how did I, how did I become this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's it's the brown sugar in the cookie that goes really well with the caramel, and so it's not overly sweet, and you can really taste the caramel. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a tasty pastry for breakfast. Yeah. So, mixing it still, up. Yeah, go ahead, yeah. Bowie. I was. I still haven't heard of these Tate's cookies before. They come in the green bag. I used to get them at um, Bed Bath and Beyond. I think that was like the that was the first place I noticed them. It was in the Beyond section. I think <laughs> like the, the market. Um, well, they're that was they're the first place cookies. I noticed them, but now. Now they're pretty much everywhere. Uh, if you go to your your local cookie aisle, they come in a green package. They're called Tate's or Tate's Bakery. They have a couple of varieties. There's chocolate chip. There's oatmeal, raisin. There's um, sugar. I think sugar cookie. Um, hmm. I think I like the uh, I like the chocolate chip the best, but okay. they're good. They they're the they're very crispy. If you like a crispy cookie. They're, and they're not as dry as or salty as Chips Ahoy. It's like what right. it's, it's it's very close to homemade, I think. Yeah. But. So uh, so what do we think of Stroopwafel, guys? Matt. Stroopwafels are great. Um, greatest thing that the Dutch ever did. Clearly. And um, truly a credit to their people. And I uh, I stand by that assessment. Um, five milks out of five. I, I just don't know how you improve upon this. This is, um, it's great. Matt's a scholar of, of history, so he would know. It's it. It's a, it's a work of art. Uh, historically, the greatest cookie I think ever made. 
I, I don't I don't I don't I I don't even think that's hyperbole. That's it's got to be. <laughs> it's a simple fact. So they're so good. Or that that could just be all the sugar like catching up with me that I've eaten so far. <laughs> my but that's what I would say. Great cookie. Great cookie. All right, Colby, what do you think? I think four and a half. It's really good. Really good. Not quite like I'm sure like a, a fresh out the bakery stroop waffle is like wild. But <laughs> wild like for for store bought stuff. I mean I, you know, don't put don't put down the Dale Mint. You got to remember, Colby. These are the authentic Stroopwafels they sell in Amsterdam <laughs> Airport. <laughs> so it's 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 as close as you're going to get to to a real Dutch treat. Yeah, I believe it. Super uh, good. I did have them with my coffee on a different day, like my afternoon coffee, and that that was pretty good. It's a tea time. It. It's a tea time treat. Oh yeah. Uh, Dan, what about you? I think with with coffee, uh, a five. Without coffee, a three. Like I think these mm. are just. I just ate one by itself. I've I've had lots of troop waffles with with beverages, uh, and I uh, definitely ascribe to the put it on top of the coffee cup uh, method. But without it, it's just like a little uh, stodgy. Like it's just like you're kind of nom, nom, nom. it's a lot to. It's a lot of work. It's a lot to get through. It's a b- big it's cookie. Sludgy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Dan, let me ask you this. So, uh, as I said, I've been eating them all week, but mostly what I've been eating them with is, is actually beer. Now, you're the only one of us tonight who's been consuming these cookies with beer. Which cookie so far has gone best with beer for you? Well, I think that Big Newton goes well because it's it is that little bit of like fruit, and this is like an IPA. Honestly, you're right. The Taking a drink of the beer with a shrimp waffle is pretty good, but I think I would go with the fig newton. Maybe that's why I still like it so much. Uh, yeah, that to- the fig I think is a good pair for for a, for a beer. Fig Newton, beer's favorite cookie. <laughs> Pitch that. What what a radical departure from their past marketing. Where it's like we're going to go after is- the alcoholic crowd. <laughs> it just all of a sudden, bars like have bowls of fig newtons up on the up on the counter. This is a question. Beer's favorite cookie? <laughs> Did they like poll beer? <laughs> you can't even prove that. Um, yeah, for me, Stroopwafel, uh, I'm going to give it six out of five glasses. Uh, but I also I also think it's <laughs> bullshit comparing it to these other cookies. And I'll say it. I bought them, so I can say that. Yeah, but yeah. Um, it's not a cookie. And I, I like them, and I thought it would be fun to include them. Uh, but I, I don't think it's really fair to compare it to the other cookies, because it is such a radical departure from everything else. But they're fantastic, and I love them. Yeah, I, f- I almost felt like instead of giving it cups of milk, we should have given it, like, mugs of coffee. Five mugs. Of, of, it, of Dutch espresso? Yeah. Dan's really – he was on to something. I think that if uh, – with coffee, this would be, like, above and beyond a five. This would this would enter, like, a new realm. Yeah. Great with, with coffee. Yeah, it's a cafe snack. Hmm. Um. Guys, that's it for cookies. We made it through all of them somehow. Uh, I feel very nauseous. Uh, I can't vouch for anyone else. Yeah, I, I feel lightheaded. But I, I <laughs> off the stage. I started to get a little slowed down. Maybe yeah, that affected some, my all the milk. I had a pint glass rush. of milk. I think it was the dairy oh, yeah. that might have done. You had a big milk, Sean. I was no, such a freaking idiot. Lots of milk. Well, guys, um, 
before we begin to wrap this up, uh, why don't we just quickly go around? We don't have to rank all six, but if anyone had any sta- real standouts or real sort of disappointments, um, Dan, maybe you can go first. Any any final thoughts on our cookie selection this evening? Um, I was a bit surprised that I still liked Oreos. I hadn't had an Oreo in forever, but I I honestly think. And this isn't saying a lot, but my standout may have been the uh, Vienna fingers, not because they're particularly good, but because they were way less bad than I thought they would be. Um, <laughs> if yes. Vienna fingers were around, I would eventually eat all of them. <laughs> wow. For sure. Yeah, that's, well, that's good. I, I feel like I had the exact opposite experience of the VM fingers. Like I opened the box and I was like, ooh, I bet those are going to be good. Like I can't quite remember. And then I took one bite and I was I was like, Wow, this is disgusting. I, I can't even. Ew. Well, Colby, you have my I'll, address. I'll, yeah, I was going to say, I'll mail, I'll mail you the rest of my Vienna fingers. What were those little, um, what were they, the, like, uh, I forget what the, they're like those little circular, like, antacids, basically, but they're also, they were treated like cookies. Are you thinking of Cookie Crisp? No, no. They taste like Tums. They're basically Necos. like oh. Smarties. Wait, ne- I think the first one you said. The Necco wafers. Necco wafers, yes. <laughs> the vanilla the um the Vienna fingers reminded me so much of like a vanilla version of those. Because it's like, why am I snacking on antacid tablets? <laughs> eating the like the uh maybe it was just the texture. Maybe I think the, the texture of the uh the Vienna fingers reminded me of that. Well, you, you are those cookies? Would you consider Necco Necco wafers? wafers Absolutely, not even close. Not even in in the same realm as they're candy. (laughs) But they're wafers. Isn't a wafer a cookie? No, a wafer is a name. It's just a name. They're they're not. I I feel like a wafer is a shape. Like it's 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 like a flat circle. Yeah, Yeah. that's true. That's true. Wow, we're getting really getting into like taxonomy and and epistemology (laughs) of, of all this stuff. What what even is something? What, yeah, right. what is a cookie? Is anything a cookie? Are we all cookies? An hour and a half into this episode, let's start debating what is a cookie. <laughs> <laughs> let's get into the weeds on what a cookie is. Uh, Texture-wise, though, the uh, the Dutch well, classic that you can't beat that texture. It's I just think it's so good. Man, I wish you could peel this stroop waffle apart, though. <laughs> yeah, Make a double stuffed stroop waffle. It's classy like the Milano. <laughs> it not, will not be split. I love it. Leave it to Colby to invent the double stuffed stroop waffle. <laughs> One cookie undivided. The, the double strooped waffle. <laughs> <laughs> Quadruple stuffed stroop waffles. Although, you know, to be honest, and I'm again getting more nauseous thinking about it, I bet you can make a pretty rockin' dessert if you just took stroop waffles, stacked them up, and put a layer of frosting between each. Now ice it would be sickeningly cream, sweet. Like Vanilla ice cream, cream sandwich. Yeah. yeah. Cooking with Stroopwafels. Uh, uh, I would say, I mean, I knew I loved Stroopwafels coming in. I think my surprises of the night were the Fig Newtons, which I was like, I hadn't had these in forever, and I actually really was surprised at how much I liked them. And I actually, I, I don't think it, you guys agreed as much as I. I actually liked the Milanos. Again, would I get them all the time? No, but it was, I thought the chocolate was really good on those, and it was a departure. That's what, like, the Chips and the Hoy and the Oreo just don't do it for me because they're too standard, they're too predictable they're too average even the vienna fingers at least they're kind of different now maybe not in a good way 
but they're at least going for something. Hmm. Yeah, I think it all depends on a mood. And uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I think one thing I, I will say is like. I feel like the Oreos are like the only cookie that isn't worse than I remember it being. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, I think that's your most predictable safe cookie. Yeah. Like, like if someone said to you, hey, come to the party and you're on the list, you got to bring some cookies. Like, I think if you brought Oreo, you would be perfectly fine. And no one's going to be mad. Yeah. Yeah. It's very, very inoffensive. Yep. You know what they would be offended at? Stroopwaffle. They hate the Dutch. No, <laughs> maybe. I mean, who doesn't? But I think they would be probably offended at the uh, the Tates because there's only five of them. It's <laughs> like so I have to decide who gets these five cookies. That's like a Sean Jennings know. party. You'd have three extra cookies. <laughs> uh, awesome. Well, any other any other thoughts on on cookies and the cookie crumble before we uh, we wrap this up? I think this is a great episode. Rousing success. I like getting free stuff in the mail. So if you ever want to have another uh, mail in episode, well. Matt, we've got to announce the contest right here. One lucky fan is going to win all of our leftover cookies. So please, uh, <laughs> up for debate TV at gmail.com. Send us your address and we may ship you a box of half even half eaten cookies. I'll, I'll even throw in a, uh, a, a gallon of oat milk on that. Wow. Generous. <laughs> generous. Now, what brand oat milk do you get? Uh, I, I like the. Um, I like the oat. um I can't think because all the all the cookies are going to my brain right now. It's the uh, the original oat milk, Swedish one, Oatly. I think so. I I have to see the I have to see the cart. The snarky uh, marketing. Oh, I'm just typing in oat milk. I'm going to see what comes up. Oat milk brands. The Far- one I buy. Farmer oats. It's um, Planet Oat. Planet Oat. Planet That's oat. the one. Oh, I've had Oatly before. I, I, it's not my favorite. I, I've, I've been relying on Planet Oat. Planet Oat is one of the big ones because I think that's the brand Dunkin' Donuts is using in all their stores now with uh, oat milk. Yes, I think it is because it tastes exactly the same. I, I, I've, I've started getting it, and I think your, Sean, your assessment that you made in last week's episode was pretty on, on point. I think the, uh, the, uh, or this might have just been something we talked about before the episode. The oat, um, oat milk in your coffee iced coffee is very good yes. but not as good in your hot coffee no it's better in cold beverages it is it is in my hot coffee i i go for the almond milk now smart that's the way to do yeah. it slam dunk yeah you can yeah. even dump, dump an oreo in that um <laughs> guys uh two quick things before we wrap up colby and dan anything you'd like to plug as our guests this evening I assume no. that's why you came on to promote a project. Or... <laughs> no, I, I came on Shit. for the honor of being here. Oh, yeah. I was just here for the treats. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. look, hey, I, any any time I can send you guys some cookies. You just ask. I ha- I know where you all live. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I, I, uh, uh, but I do want to plug, of course, Don't Panic at Dopebank.io, the tech podcast myself, Colby, and Dan do. If you liked what we did tonight, you may like that. And uh, next week... Uh, we're covering the Apple event from this past week. So uh, it's going to be a really great episode. That's uh, every Monday night we do that. So you're going to want to check that out. Uh, the other thing, guys, uh, Colby and Dan, you're going to have one other special task this evening. You're going to help choose what next week's episode is. 
Okay. Oh, the maybe. final week of Sean Tember, I have a couple ideas, but I can't really settle. So I'm going to give you sort of a vague description and I'm going to let you pick. Okay. Okay. So sh- would you like to see us do a creative challenge? Would you like to see us do a, I haven't come up with a better name for this, but a, a, a look to the future uh, like we did where we talked about the future of movies. We talked about coronavirus and the future. So it'd be a, a topic and the, the look at what the future of it is. Or would you like to see a bracket challenge? Oh, I mean, bracket challenge. Now, I... I'm going to I will give you a hint, which is that the bracket challenge is probably the weakest of the three. Oh, damn. Yeah, and I think it would still be good. We're not doing a soup versus salad rematch. Absolutely, <laughs> not after not after that debacle. Honestly, that Matt, debacle. what we're going to do is we're going to do a bracket of all of our past bracket winners and see which is the worst bracket winner. The most controversial <laughs> episode of this show we've ever done was the soup, the soup and salad. But the funny thing is, all, all of our bracket challenges have been controversial. We had we've got we had tons of of neg- mostly negative feedback. Oh, about our, that our best SNL sketch bracket was a disaster. Our our best U.S. landmark bracket was a disaster. That one, I I would agree that was a triumph. We 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 no. selected the Brooklyn Bridge as the as the best U.S. We landmark. Got, we got a lot of flack for that. Uh, what else? There's I support another, that. The fears, the fears bracket we did was the only good one we ever did. Fears was that was that oh, was the best novelty song too. bracket was a disaster. Wait, I've already lost. What were the options again? It's a creative, a creative challenge. challenge. Oh yeah, a, yeah, a creative challenge, a look to the future analysis, or a bracket challenge. My vote is for creative challenge. Okay. Um, I don't know if you want to say anything more about the creative challenge, but I feel like the creative challenges, while while they can be a disaster. Um, they are often not disaster in a controversial way. They're usually disaster in a funny way. Well, it's, um, that is, they're usually either really great or really bad and never in between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and either way is great because if it's really bad, I find them usually pretty funny. Um, I think our, our legendary the, example was the board game. I was <laughs> just going to say. The board game. <laughs> but, but also our minor league baseball team. I think one of our best episodes we've ever done. Yeah, that was true. And the commercial. The, the commercials commercial was fun. Game. Yeah. All right. I can get on board with the creative challenge. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, the bracket was going to be on the uh, the best vegetable. <laughs> we were going to compare the vegetables, which I thought might end up being a little boring, and a little repetitive after food this week. Uh, we were going to talk about the future of sports, uh, which maybe we'll do in a, in a future episode. Uh, but Matt, next week... You and I are going to uh, brainstorm and design our own bars. Whoa. <laughs> okay. So start thinking yeah. now. Uh, I will remind people we did a, a restaurant creative challenge that was a disaster, uh, including, I believe, Matt, a restaurant you invented where a robot sits in the middle and <laughs> randomly murders people who eat there. <laughs> if you, re- It goes berserk yes. every so often and it kills somebody. <laughs> Yes. Now, <laughs> I, I, I will say it, it, it chases them around the restaurant and they don't leave in time. It, 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 it murders them. But oh, it's um, a way to keep the tables clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, you would, and so you would eat in fear constantly. And the robot would be very nice. It was like a robot chef and he would be nice yeah. the rest of the time. Cook great food. You'd have Which a great is, time. 
Randomly. But God forbid you be there when it goes berserk. Now this calls into question: <laughs> When you're eating at the restaurant, are you eating the former patrons? Oh, little Maybe. recycling. It's all program. part of the thrill, Dan. You don't know. You, know, you it's don't all part know. Of the thrill. I I personally really like the hotel that I designed. Do you remember that one? No the hotel. No. Um, where it was one room selected at completely random has I'm seeing a theme. One room that is completely selected at random, the, the patron doesn't know, but their walls are completely, like, um, transparent, but only from, like, one way. There's like It's like a one-way mirror, so, like, everybody can see everything going on in the room at all times. But if you are that patron and you stay in that room, you get to uh, stay in that hotel for free at, at a different room of your choosing. Oh, at a at future visit? In a future visit. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'll change the topic between this week and next week. Let me, let me, let me, I'm going to think on that, but, um, at least this episode was pretty straightforward. A lot of sweet treats and a couple of sweet guests, Colby and Dan, thanks for being here. What, what an, I can't believe, uh, it's been so long and we, we got to have you back again very soon. Yeah. We got to re up the D and D. We do well, honestly, and really, my dream has always been: we got to get Matt on "Don't Panic." Uh, the issue is, we tape that at the impossibly late hour of 10 p.m. for this guy, <laughs> who I think late. is waking well, up to go to work at that hour. <laughs> yeah. Since we don't have commutes anymore, I'm pretty sure that Colby and something could be arranged. Yeah. Oh boy, we could work I would love that. That would be pretty cool. Any day that 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 we can make that happen would be would be a dream, like seven years in the making. Absolutely wonderful. Or however long we've been doing this for. It's been well, a very well, we, long time. Yeah, we've been doing this show, I think, for like four years, four or five. Yeah. And don't panic, we've been doing for like seven or eight. Mm-hmm. That would be cool. And I, and I agree. We, we should absolutely re-up game nights in D&D. Well, you know, what's crazy is we are, if you look at the podcast, this show's about to hit 200 episodes. Don't panic is about to hit 300 episodes. And game nights is about theoretically to hit 100 episodes. So... If we time it right, there you nice. go. I'm the only person who cares about that. Uh, <laughs> guys, uh, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. Make sure you come back next week for more Sean Temper action. Of course, our website is uh, upfordebate.tv. Go there, check it out. Check out the rest of Sean Temper if you haven't listened already. Subscribe wherever you get podcasts. Check out the video version. I guess I shouldn't say it now because if you listen to it, you're not gonna go back and watch it. But this was a great video version. You can watch us eating cookies uh, and follow us at Up for Debate TV on Twitter and email us upfordebatetv at gmail.com. On behalf of Matt, I'm Sean. Thanks, folks, for joining us, and we'll see you next time for another Sean Temper episode of Up for Debate. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.